Welcome back to Beating the Bookies, episode four. Uh, I'm going to walk through some of the stuff we've been seeing in NCAA and in the NFL, so uh, buckle up. Should have some fun stuff. Um, as always, go ahead and go and at, follow at Parmesan Picks on Twitter so you can get my most up-to-date picks and how I'm looking at things, see all my analysis. Um, but yeah, from here, let's just go ahead and dive right into the recap. Um, guys, it was not a good week. Uh, just whiffed a lot. Um, you know, there are some bad beats in there. Florida State was an awful beat. Um, I still think Florida... Uh, plus 14 was the right side of that bet, considering Georgia had six points of pure offense. Um, SMU loses on a kick six. Uh, just all around one of those things where, you know, sometimes when the ball doesn't bounce your way, it really bounces the other side of things. Uh, but that's why we've built up our bankroll. That's why we've been put in a good spot here. So um, moving forward from now, going to get a little bit more selective, really dive into each pick, make sure I get it right, um, and start building that back up. Uh, and go from there. So uh, without further ado, let's dive into some of the stuff we have this week. Um, first of all, I want to tell everyone, I went ahead and jumped on the Texans plus six and a half. Um, that is one of the bets I do like this week. I got that right after the Tyrod Taylor news broke. Um, now, I think it should be around five and a half right now. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and lock it in, put that one down for four units, just because I really do like Tyrod Taylor. Um, the Dolphins are not good. Uh, just seems like a nice spot to grab a, a veteran team that's still competitive. Uh, and, you know, they, they've beat up on bad opponents in the past, most notably the Jags in week one. So um, don't uh, don't hate that play there. But let's go ahead and dive into some college. Um, there are two games tonight, Virginia Tech against Boston College and then Utah at Stanford. Um, you know, there isn't a lot to love in either of those two games. But the one thing that does catch my eye there is the Utah-Stanford game. Um, Utah just is really problematic on the road. You know, they lost to Oregon State. Uh, they played a tight one against a bad USC team. Um, that being said, Stanford is also awful. So, uh, you know, Utah, they lost to BYU on the road. They lost to San Diego State on the road. Um Way too tight of a game with USC, and then, yeah, they lost to Oregon State. Um, I don't hate Stanford being plus 10. You know, they are at home. Uh, they keep it tight at home, only lost by 7 to Washington, uh, 3 to Washington State. They kept it actually pretty tight with Arizona State on the road. Obviously, they beat Oregon at home. Um, I think Stanford plus 10 makes a lot of sense, um, especially factoring in that uh, Utah's run defense has been absolutely awful. That being said, Stanford's run defense is absolutely awful. Um, so could be an over type of game as well. Got to dive into more of that stuff, but putting that out there in the ether right now. Um, as for the other game, Virginia Tech BC, uh, gotta like the Hokies minus two and a half there. Uh, BC just, I, I actually do like Grossel as a quarterback, but he throws a lot of picks. Um, Burmeester's, better. Blackshear's a good running back. Um, it just seems like the type of game that Virginia Tech comes out, uh, dominates from the get-go, and they win, you know, 27-20 to type style of game. Uh, big thing there for me is just that Virginia Tech's run offense is going to have a lot of success against this BC defense. They're not very fast, they're not very big, and they're not very physical. I think the Georgia Tech game is a good example. The Syracuse game is also a good example. 
Uh, Virginia Tech kept that one pretty tight, and BC just couldn't score with Cuse. Um, and then, you know, Notre Dame was a three-point loss for Virginia Tech. BC has not played anyone of Notre Dame's caliber this year. So uh, I like the Hokies there. But, again, follow my Twitter. This is just kind of me off the top of my head for these two games tonight. Haven't made a deep dive into some of the stats. Um, as for the Saturday games, there are a couple of things that I think uh, are, are good targets. Um, Army Air Force, that over-under is set at 37.5. I do like the over there. Army scores a lot, um, and Air Force scores a lot. They both average about 30 points a game. I know stylistically, yes, it's running the football, um, but it just seems to me like that total at at 34 is, is, or 37, I think, is way too low. It's just way too low. Army averages 34 points a game. Um, you know, Air Force is still giving up 16. I, I think it's a classic, you know, 20, 27 to 20 type of game, kind of a little bit of back and forth. Still low scoring for for who they are, but I, I do like the over there just off the top of my head. Um, going into some more of the spreads that I like, um, uh, I really do like Wake Forest minus two and a half. I'm not very high on Wake Forest. Um, there isn't a lot that I love about this team, especially on defensive side of the football. That being said, UNC is worse in every category. Um, they score less points. They give up more. They give up more yards uh, in the air, and they only slightly give up less yards on the ground. That being said, Wake Forest is a running team. I, I just don't see how this game goes well for North Carolina. I know they're at home, but these teams are not equal. On, an, on a neutral field, um, UNC having that bad loss to FSU. Um, they didn't beat Duke by as many. Uh, the Georgia Tech loss is head-scratching. I like Wake Forest, minus 2.5 there. I um, think that's the, the just the right side of things to be on in that one. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to another game here. Uh, Liberty Old Miss, I think... It's an interesting game. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it. Uh, Hugh Freeze is returning to uh, is returning to Ole Miss, so you know boosters hide your wives. But uh, it's going to be a little bit head scratching there. Minus nine and a half is a, is a pretty bad number. Um, just doesn't really do it for me on that front. Uh, the one I do like App State. I know it's a big number at minus twenty one, um, but App State's for real. They uh, they are just a really, really good football team. Um, they beat Coastal, and Coastal beat this team by 32. Um, I think 21 is low. Uh, you know, the App State through the air is a dominating force, and then on the ground, you know, they have 200 more. Um, Arkansas State, yes, they've had some, you know, good offensive totals. They do score 28 points a game, but – a lot of that is against teams like Georgia Southern or Tulsa or uh, like they, they didn't even score 14 against South Alabama. App State plays a lot better competition in that regard, um, you know, and they have a tendency to just run the game up on people. I do like App State minus 21. Um, it is a big line, so bet accordingly. But uh, getting them for only three possessions – uh, it's a steal right there, in my opinion. They're they're a significantly better football team than Arkansas State is. Um, 
just no reason to think that Arkansas State even keeps that game remotely close. Um, Michigan State-Purdue, it's a trap game for Michigan. Uh, I hate that it's everyone knows it's a trap game, but you know if this line was bigger, probably in the seven range, um, would have loved to grab a little sneaky Purdue money line in there. Uh, but I don't think that uh, at three there's a lot of value there. Um, going through some of these other games, I like Baylor minus seven against TCU. I know they're up at TCU, but let's be real here. TCU just fired Gary Patterson. Um, there's a lot of things in flux in that organization. And, uh, Jerry Bohannon is in my opinion, one of the better quarterbacks out there. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I think he threw two picks against Texas, um, which is not the norm for him. Uh, you know, TCU is going to be a ground attack. That's what they do. And Baylor has a, a, a good defense. Um, and TCU's defense is just not the Gary Patterson way, giving up 450 yards a game. Um, I think this game is Baylor by a lot. Uh, I think they really control it from the get-go um, and just overall dominate their rivals um, up in Fort Worth. I, think that, I just don't think – I don't really see a way that that game stays pretty close. Um, especially with the trajectory of the two programs right now. Um, uh, now, one of the other games I do like, Auburn plus four and a half. Um, I love that for them. I think this is a field goal game. Um, I know A&M is, is riding high off of that Bama win. And, but, it, and, but, you know, realistically, they've beaten Alabama and then Missouri and South Carolina. Um, uh, we still have doubts about this team going back to the Arkansas game and the Mississippi State game, there's some questions uh, surrounding their offensive production with Calzada. And Auburn's good. Auburn is a quality opponent. Um, I know A&M is going to have a lower average score, but they their last uh, Auburn's last three weeks are harder than A&M's whole schedule with UGA, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Um, just a better squad here in terms of the Auburn sign. So giving them four and a half points I think is way too high. Um, I wouldn't hate the under here as well. Set at 50. Um, think this is, you know, a 17 to 14 type of affair having that prime time slot. Both of these are defensive coaches. Um, it just makes sense that, uh, these guys and, you know, it's going to be a run heavy type of offense, a lot of clock burn. Um, it just strikes me as a, as an under plus four and a half type of game. So I'm going to go ahead and take Auburn plus four and a half there. Um, love that spot for the Tigers. I think they're probably the better team. So if you're following me, don't be surprised to see me sprinkle a little bit on that money line. Um, just think that Auburn is significantly better than A&M. I don't think that beating South Carolina and Mizzou should, should really vault you into like, oh, we're, we're legitimate contenders now. Now, are they a good football team? Yes, of course. But uh, four and a half point favorites against a team that's actually ranked higher than them at home. I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, moving through some of this other stuff, I was wrong about Wisconsin. I've been wrong about Wisconsin for about two weeks. I'm not sure what's gotten into them. I don't want to bet them against Rutgers because it would just be classic me to, you know, bet against Wisconsin for two weeks and then bet with them and, and lose that game. So I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, one of the, you know, more dumpster fire games that I do really like is University of North Carolina Charlotte to just absolutely destroy Rice. Uh, Rice is not good. 
at all. Um, you know, there's they don't really have a lot of shared opponents on the schedule right now, so I will deep dive into that. Won't be an official pick for the podcast. Going to limit that to five. Um, but UNCC is better than Rice, um, and giving them a touchdown at home is it's pretty nice, especially when you factor in that Rice's pass defense is absolutely awful. Um, and UNCC actually has a pretty decent attack, um, through the air. So I think the, the 49ers pull that game out pretty easily, um, against Rice. There's just nothing I like about Rice. Um, let's see if I can find another game here. Um, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I mean, both of those teams are just so incredibly strange. Not a lot I like there. Um, North Carolina State and Florida State, another just incredibly strange game. You got to kind of like NC State there, excuse me, just because their defense is so much better. Um, I'll need to look into that just to see because these season-long stats on Florida State are going to be misleading. Um, But I do think – because realistically looking at it, they only lost to Clemson by three had it not been for just a woeful – little passback situation. Uh, it's a tough game to predict there um, with some of their stuff going on. I, I would, I would lean NC state on the road, but the Miami game does scare me a little bit. Just thinking back to that um, coastal Georgia Southern like coastal there. Uh, they, they came out last game after they uh, had their revenge game and, and beat Troy by seven. So um I'll be keeping a lot eye out there. Alabama being a 28-point favorite against LSU is surprising. Um, I like the over there, even though it's at 66. Um, could easily see that game being something like, you know, 50 to 25, somewhere in that range. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. Now, Tennessee's flipped up to being the favorite here. Um, I do like Tennessee's ground attack. Uh, I, I think his name is try on or, or they're running back there. He's, he's a really good guy. He wears a six, um, good running back. Uh, Heupel does have a good scheme rocking and with Kentucky sliding their last two games against him, uh, especially against that Mississippi state game, you got to like Tennessee just with that, you know, they, that Ole Miss game played them tight with the trash and then Alabama, you know, obviously came to town and gave them the business, but a lot to like in, Tennessee, especially coming off of a bye week here, they do get that extra week to play in. Um, and that's got to be what the line movement is from, although it is in on the road in Kentucky. I would stay away just because Kentucky, you know, looks to be on again, off again. Um, going through some of these other ones, I, the, the last game that I'm going to put on mine here is going to be uh, – well, I might add two. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and add two just because um, <laughs> I got my dogs down there. But uh, Oregon minus seven, um, that line to me is a little bit misplaced. I know Washington has, you know, a good defense, but it's not the Washington defense that we're used to. Um, it's not nearly as dominant in stopping the run as it has been in a while. Um, Oregon, again, run first team. I think this game could get pretty out of hand for Washington. Uh, Oregon could be sitting somewhere, you know, 35 to seven at halftime. Wouldn't surprise me on that front. Um, And with their ranking in the college football playoff, 
even though they're up at three right now, um, they're going to have to keep winning because they're going to have to, and they're going to have to start blowing teams out because that's Stanford loss. Um, I think the UCLA game is a good barometer for both of these guys um, with Washington losing to them by seven, playing them at home, very similar situation. Um, and then I'd also point to just Oregon's absolute dismantling of Colorado last week. Now, Washington isn't Colorado, but um, I think the Ducks go ahead and pull this one out. So I'm going to get them at minus seven there. Um, just walking through some of the last couple games that I think are worth a watch. Um, Florida should destroy South Carolina. Michigan, Indiana is going to be really interesting. Um, could definitely see Michigan just coming out revenge game torching them at home could also see Indiana playing them tight um, would have to look into some of the more little niche stats just in terms of Michigan's pass offense through the air against uh, Indiana's pass rush um, uh, but there are two more games that I think are worth betting um, one will be an official and one won't um, Houston South Florida this is the official one Houston is substantially better um, South Florida struggles to score. They only score about 22 points a game. Um, you know, their offense is bad and their defense is worse. Um, Houston is a legitimate problem for a lot of teams right here. Um, as they showed against beating SMU, um, what's probably going to happen, and this is going to align in Cincinnati's favor is that Cincinnati will then beat LS, beat SMU and then beat a ranked Houston team. I'm not really sure why Houston isn't ranked yet. They're seven and one, five and zero in conference. Um, only loss they have is real early in the season. I think when they were going through quarterback issues when they played Tech. Um, I just think that the the Cougars here are, are the side to be on, and especially getting that line uh, down at minus thirteen. Um, getting, I think Houston wins by three, maybe four touchdowns, um, just with their ability to in all facets of the game, dominate offensive football. Um, you know, South Florida would not have covered this number against ECU, um, would not have covered this number against SMU at all. Um, looking back to that SMU game, if you want to take a trip with me there, which I think is a good barometer, SMU was favored by 21. Um, so not sure why Houston is getting a downgrade there in terms of like a whole eight and a half point difference in those spreads considering they just beat SMU, albeit on a late kick six. But those teams are very, very even in my opinion. Um, think that South Florida should dominate get dominated in all facets of the game. And then my, uh, my, my team, my dogs, <clears throat> university of Texas, San Antonio, all they do, they just keep winning, keep dominating. Um, UTEP is not a good football team. Uh, they, they are actually pretty good along their defensive front, which is why this isn't an official play, but I love UTSA. They're just a fun team to watch. Um, and, you know, we get the ESPN 2, 8.30, or, yeah, 9.30 startup time uh, rocking here. I think, it's, I think the under is a great play um, at 53. I think both of these teams kind of struggle to score. I um, think this game could end up, you know, 21-7 to 7, uh, in that zone of things, but... Love watching UTSA. If y'all haven't watched them yet, highly recommend. Um, just a hilarious team. Uh, no one thinks that Drift Trailer should be winning, but all he does is just keep winning. Think it's um, a fun game, a late, a nice little nightcap. Um, I think UTSA wins, 
uh, not sure, but my, my number there would probably be betting the under 53, uh, if that, you know, my bonus play, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be, I'll read them off again. Uh, Wake Forest minus two and a half at state minus 21 Baylor minus seven Auburn plus four and a half Oregon minus seven UTSA under 53. Those are going to be my official plays. I know those are a lot more favorites than I normally do. Um, I think that's uh, been targeted dogs early in the season. Uh, and recently they just, you know, whether it's a blown cover getting beaten on hooks. So I'm going to switch it up this week, go to a more favorited style, especially with these teams think that their numbers are a little bit off. think they could easily be, you know, double digit points higher in some cases. Um, but again, follow at Parmesan picks. You'll get a, a breakdown each day of how I'm feeling, what I'm looking at, um, how I think the game is going to go just based off of statistics, um, what I see in players and also in some of my film breakdown. So, um, uh, we'll definitely uh, push more there and switching over to the NFL again, not a good week. It was a lot better in the NFL than it was in uh, the, in college football because I double dipped on the Panthers, um, got them with an outright win on the money line, which was nice there. Um, uh, Coach Campbell just let me down bad. Um, and then, you know, some of the other stuff, the Pats winning, uh, like I said last week, love that money line should have bet it more. Um, ended up taking the spread. The Washington football team had every reason to cover and they found a way to do it. Um, and then my boy, Tom Brady head scratching pick on the end, but you know, he was playing fine that whole game. The Bucks are going to be tough to bet on, uh, in the coming weeks until they really get healthy defensively. Um, just going forward, uh, think that is going to be a problem. Uh, but let's go ahead and switch to, uh, some of the NFL this week. Um, Browns Bengals love the Bengals minus two and a half. Um, that is going to be one of my plays, um, for multiple, for multiple reasons. One, the Browns defense has not gelled at all. Like we would have thought it would at this point in the season. You know, obviously I was one of the people giving them, uh, time in the early season saying, Hey, you know, they haven't gelled yet. This isn't, you know, but as of right now, it's just it's a team that gives up 240 yards in the air, um, and they're not playing good air teams. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Denver, Minnesota, like these are not teams that throw the ball ridiculously well. Um, and the Bengals, on the other hand, although they have a head scratching loss to the Jets, Baltimore, Detroit, dominating wins, um, had every reason to beat Green Bay, but their kicker missed it twice in OT. Um, I will say this about the Bengals. What they're going to be able to do is attack the Browns where they just shouldn't. No one wants to be attacked. Uh, Denzel Ward, he's questionable. Um, You know, he should play. Um, Even then, still love the Bengals. You know, Uzoma probably gets a touchdown. Jamar Chase could easily get two. Um, Higgins could be up there as well. Um, Just... The way Joe Burrow is playing at home, this is going to be a statement game. Oh, the whole Odell saga coming out of the Browns, I don't like it. I don't like how it's going to be doing it for the people. Um, the, the And no one on the Bengals is injured enough to matter. Um, you know, for the Browns, you get Odell going out. Um, Chris or, or Nick Chubb is back, but uh, allegedly he's not supposed to be healthy enough to be back yet, uh, but they're pushing him forward. Uh, Peoples Jones is also questionable. 
Just think that this lines up for the Bengals at home. Um, Baker Mayfield is bound to have a couple of nasty picks. Um, think that Joe Burrow gets it done uh, in you know dominating fashion, so to speak, for the NFL. For the NFL, I think it could be thirty to ten, um, a game that's never super close. Love the Bengals minus two and a half there. Uh, let's go ahead and switch it down. Broncos Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys minus ten. Now that's a big number. Um, for a couple reasons. One, uh, Dak Prescott is still a little bit, uh, you know, banged up. He's not as healthy as you'd like him to be. Now, I think they held him out last week for the simple reason that that was the same ankle he injured last year. Um, he's not on the injury report as of yesterday. So uh, he should be able to play. Um, it's just 10 is a big number. I know they're at home. Uh but it is one of those things where it, it is known that, you know, if the Broncos, they'll score 17 points. That's about it. So are the Cowboys going to score 28? I tend to say yes. I think Dallas minus 10 there is a prime number to grab them at. Um, I think that the Prescott news is kind of weighing on people. But, you know, this is a team that's going to have 2,000-yard rushers and 2,000-yard receivers. Um, you know, Tyron Smith being doubtful isn't great. Um, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper were also both on the injury report. Um, but I would expect both of them to go. And even then, if only one of them goes, um, shouldn't be a big issue for the Cowboys. Uh, I just think that they have the better offensive line, their better defense uh, in terms of not necessarily completely down the roster, but their playmakers are better. Um Cowboys should cover that one, make it an official pick, though. Um, but I do like that spot for them. Texans, Dolphins, love the Texans plus six and a half. That's what I got them at. Even then, plus five and a half, as long as it's over four. Um, don't see a reason to be off the Texans here. Um, you know, this is a team that's played teams close when they had Tyrod Taylor. And even then, like, they played New England very tight. Uh, they played the Rams tighter than I think most people thought they were going to play them. And the Dolphins have just been getting spanked. You know, the Dolphins lost to Jacksonville. The Dolphins lose to Atlanta. Um, and this is a team that when they were healthy at quarterback, the Texans, you know, they beat they beat the breaks off of uh, – they, they went ahead and beat the breaks off of, uh, of Jacksonville. So I think that – it's a prime spot for the Texans just to showcase their mobility. There are a bunch of veterans that are still going to be trying. Um, Dolphins, this is a culture shock for them. Um, think that the Texans walk away and, and wouldn't hate some of the money line action there as well. Uh, Falcon Saints, stay away from that game. There's just injuries on all fronts uh, for the Saints, most notably at quarterback. Um it's going to be tough picking any sort of Saints game until you figure out, is it Taysom Hill? You know, is it I, like, it's just one of those things. Is it Taysom Hill? Is it uh, Trevor Simeon? Um, are they going to run Wildcat with Kamara, which I could easily see Sean Payton putting a lot of in there. Um, just, I don't like it. I, I, I would expect the Saints to win, albeit close. The one thing that I will note is that the Saints pass defense isn't as great as it normally is. Um, could see Cordero going off for a little bit, but with no Calvin Ridley and him being the prime uh, guy to be targeted by the defense, that's also a little sketch there. Um, 
going through this, there uh, another game that I I love. I love this spot. I'm a Danny Dimes believer. Giants plus three. Um, now the Giants are at home. Raiders are coming all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast, playing in that noon slot. That normally, or the one o'clock slot. That not, that normally does not go well um, in terms of teams covering. Um, I think that the Raiders, just with the entire organization, um, having the issues of, you know, Henry Ruggs uh, in the new coaching. And it's just, it, there's nothing going right right now for the Raiders, even though they are five and two. Um, think that it's a good spot to grab a giant team that is not nearly as bad as people give them credit for being. Um, now, that being said, they are really hurt offensively, but that hasn't really stopped them in the last couple of weeks. You know, this is a team that, that played the Chiefs close. Um, they smashed Carolina. Um, that Dallas game was tough for them, but they did beat New Orleans. So um, this is a team with it's – a, it's a good defense. It's not great. Um, if Saquon was just not awful, uh, we'd be looking at this Giants team in a lot different light. But I think that the Giants plus three and maybe even a little bit of money line sprinkle there um, could be worth it. Uh, Tony is healthy this week, which will be good for Daniel Jones. That is, uh, so far, has been his most uh, athletic, uh, aggressive target. Um, think that I just think that game goes well. Um, with the time zone, with all the issues ha- ha- hampering the Raiders right now, you think that game goes well for the Giants at home. Uh, Panthers-Patriots. If you made me choose, I'd pick the Panthers plus three and a half, but I don't love that spot for either team. Uh, you're going to need an injury report with uh, the Panthers just going with Darnold and that concussion. Um, CMC might also be back this week, which would really sway how I view that game. Um, but... As of right now, there's a lot of issues with both teams. Um, the Patriots have a great defensive front, and the Panthers have an awful offensive line. So the, I, I, that game could get really out of hand as well. Um, I just don't hate. I don't like that hook there. The Patriots have never really clobbered anyone this season. Um, so three and a half is a tough number there, and the total's already low at 41. So. Just nothing. I I don't really see an angle in that game. Uh, Bills Jags. I mean, woof. The the Bills should dominate them, but it's just tough with the Bills sometimes because I actually don't think the Bills are that good. I think they've played a lot of bad teams, um, uh, and I know that's a hot take, but I, they just haven't played. You know, I don't give a lot of credit for someone if they're going to go beat the crap out of Miami and Houston. Um, Kansas City's defense is bad, and the Washington football team, and then they lost to a team that was just more physical than them in the Titans. Um, you know, obviously, I think the Bills win here. Um, if you've got a survivor pick left on them, I think that's a prime spot to get them at. But uh, just think it's think it's a garbage game to pick, and especially at 14.5, that hook there is going to be really important towards the end of the game. Uh, Vikings, Ravens, uh, you know, Ravens should win, uh, guilt coming off that bye. I think it's a very important spot for him. Uh, Lamar is, is, is very, very good. Obviously. Um, I wanted to see some of this injury report stuff. Anthony Barr is questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to play. He was limited Thursday. He's one of my favorite guys. I think he's just one of the better linebackers in the league. Um, Michael Pierce is already out. 
and uh, Dantzler is also questionable. It's going to be tough for me to take the Vikings um, in this spot. I think the Ravens can easily win this game, you know, something like 35 to 35-21 type of deal. Um, never really having it super close. But that being said, the you know, you can't count out that Vikings offense when you get a guy like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Um, Kirk has played decently this year. There's not he, he's not a good primetime player, but he does beat up on bad teams, so um, I do have to give him that. Bradbury being out for the Vikings is um, is gonna be most more important than people realize. Um, he's been a great guy out of NC State for them. Um, and he's on the COVID list this week. Um, just think that there's going to be some questions on the Vikings defense and offense. Um, I would side with the Ravens minus six, but again, don't love it. Uh, moving forward, a couple of games that I actually do love chargers, Eagles. I love the chargers minus one and a half. Um, there's just, I, I don't like the Eagles team. Um, I hate their high school offense. I hate Sirianni. Brandon Staley is the better coach. Justin Herbert's the better quarterback. And the Chargers' main issue is that their front seven isn't as good as you want it to be. However, the Eagles don't run the ball well, um, and their offensive line is is really hurt. Um, uh, I just don't love anything about that for the Eagles. So I do like the Chargers. and getting them at low at minus one and a half. You know, I think the most likely outcome is that this game turns into a kind of shootout type deal um, where it's, you know, one of those things where 42-40 type of stuff. Um, and I, at minus one and a half, still think the Chargers get that number. So love that spot. Um, and then one of my last plays for the week, we're going to get the Packers plus seven and a half. I, I'm... I'm of the opinion that the drop-off between Rodgers and Jordan Love will be big in terms of talent, but won't be big in terms of output. Um, the Packers still have everything that you want in a team you know, to have a backup quarterback. They've got a good offensive line. I believe Bakhtiari is returning this week. Um, might be next. Let me check that for you. But um, even then, you're going to have uh, – just a team, you know, you're going to have Aaron Jones. You have Devontae Adams. Now, uh, Tanya being out is tough. Um, now, but I think Bakhtiari is going to be playing this week, um, which is going to just be super helpful for them. Um, just it, it's going to be tough for me to take anyone seven and a half points against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have major defensive issues, and that's the other thing I'm looking at here. It just, I know the Packers, you know, you're, I just think you're talking more along the lines of a, you know, field goal to touchdown drop-off between uh, Rodgers and Love and not a touchdown to two touchdown drop-off. Um, getting them at seven and a half, getting, I know the Chiefs are going to be at home, but this defense is bad. It's, it's really, really bad. Um, and the Packers should be able to impose their will on the ground. Ease Jordan Love in with some nice play action. If there's one guy in the league I trust to have a quality, crafty game plan, it is Matt LaFleur. Um, late game decision-making, uh, especially in regards to field goals, is something 
to uh, to debate, but he is going to have a good game plan for him. I like the Packers plus seven and a half, and I could easily see that line getting up to eight, eight and a half um, as more and more money comes in on that game. Um, Cardinals 49ers, uh, ugly, ugly game. Um, Kyler is doubtful, I think. Um, he's just, with the injuries happening on uh, the Cardinals side right now, um, he, Murray wasn't, he didn't practice today, Friday. Um, now the one thing I will say is this Colt McCoy is a quality backup in the NFL. Um, he's one of those guys where he's going to go in and he's going to give you a shot to win, especially throwing to guys like AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Edmonds is questionable, but even then I think they decide more with James Conner, um, with Colt being in because you're going to have a lot more, uh, traditional NFL running sets. Um, I do like Elijah Mitchell if you're in daily fantasy. Um, that guy has been pretty good all season. Um, but, yeah, in terms of what I'd really love here, it's not much. Um, I do think the Cardinals, just with all their offensive skills, should be able to win this game, but I'm going to stay away. I don't like betting on injuries or COVID or anything like that. Uh, if I'm going to bet on a game, I like betting on people that I know are playing. Uh, Titans, Rams, um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams here. That's going to be my last play of the week. But uh, Rams plus seven. It's just nothing's going right for the Titans. Their secondary is still not as good as uh, uh, their running back – or their secondary is not very good. Obviously, Derrick Henry being hurt is a major blow to a team that prides itself on being physical, could easily see Tannehill forcing some stuff, trying to get the ball to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and, you know, having a multi-pick game. Um, Just not a lot to love here with the Titans and how the team with the injuries. um, Von Miller is now on the team with Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. Um, Just, I mean – and on top of that, Taylor Lewan is not very good. I, I He's very overrated. Uh, just think that this game could get really out of hand. Um, that being said, I think there is possibly a little bit of a COVID issue on the Rams. Um, I, I think everyone should play. There's no reason to think that everyone's not going to play. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was listed as questionable. Um he, you know, like he bumped his knee in practice. Uh, it's just one of those things where there is a little bit of an injury thing there. But prime time on NBC, uh, the Rams should be the team that just shows up and, and dominates from start to finish. And then, you know, we get a nice little Monday night slate of absolute garbage with Bears Steelers. Uh, that total is set at 39, so it's going to be ugly. Um, I think the Steelers do end up winning in a just absolute defensive domination. Um, just one of those things where Justin Fields is going to be running for his whole life beyond that bad offensive line, and it's not like the Steelers have much of an offense to speak of. So could easily see that game being like 14-7. to 7. Uh, But, yeah, so just walking us back through it, Texans plus 6.5, Bengals minus 2.5, Raiders plus 3, Chargers minus 1.5, Packers plus 7.5, Rams – or. Yeah, and then Rams minus seven. Um, going back through Wake Forest minus two and a half, App State minus twenty one, Baylor minus seven, Auburn plus four and a half, Auburn, uh, Oregon, excuse me, minus seven, and UTSA under fifty three is that bonus play down there. So um, go ahead and follow at Parmesan Picks. Go ahead and go through some of the electricsportsfactory.com page. 
see what we're thinking, how we're viewing sports. Um, and would love to uh, love to hear y'all come back next week and, and give us another listen. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back with another recap uh, next week.